Hello and welcome to the Wedding Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Pete the Celebrant, and today we meet musician and DJ Callan Young. Callan is an incredible musician who performs for couples all across Melbourne and surrounds. You'll love hearing about how he got into the industry and his advice for music in your wedding. Allow me to introduce you to the talented Callan Young. Fantastic. Well, we are live here with Callan Young. Hopefully, you've had the absolute honor of hearing him play at a friend's or perhaps your very own wedding. Callan, how are you doing? Hi, Pete. The celebrant, thank you very much for having me on. I am doing quite well. Good afternoon or good morning to your listeners. Um, it's an interesting question, how are we doing? Because it it's almost a multi-part answer, isn't it? It's, um, yeah. Today's been great. It's been amazing. Set the scene. It's been 20 degrees, good surf. Um, but yeah. the past six months for us in the wedding industry has been a challenging time, that's for sure. That it has. And we were just uh, talking earlier like, well, for one, you actually get to go to the beach because you're down Geelong Way, which is awesome. And, but you're more, you're more than just a muso. You're more than just a great <laughs> voice and you've got the looks, you have the whole package, but you've actually, you've got a brain. What else do you do? I do. I have a day job or as mum would call it a backup job. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm a civil engineer um, during the week, Monday to Thursday. So taking care of the roads and drains for the Surf Coast Shire. Um, yep. An absolutely wonderful job, and that allows me to to have this awesome wedding career, as well as having a, a Monday to Thursday job where I can uh, go in and help my community to thrive. What a guy! You care about the community. You can sing. You probably write ballads. Are you taken? I I am. I've got a lovely girlfriend, Alana, um, who's out for a surf at the moment, so she's not in the background. Um, oh. but yeah, happily taken. You guys, of course you're taken, snapped up like that, I bet. Well, tell us a bit about, uh, I'm interested to hear about how you became a muso and why you got into the wedding industry scene. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting path. Um, I suppose when I was, I think, 10 or 11, my old man gave me my first guitar for Christmas. Um, best birthday present ever. It's a maiden nice. guitar. And it's, it's still one that I play today. So it's been with me every single gig. Wow. Um, and then down the track, I became a singer when I started, um, started at public school. That, that was an interesting decision as well. So I never had the guts to sing while I was at, uh, um, sorry, I should say private school. Never had the guts to sing while I was at a public school. But then when I uh, changed it over to Vigilon College, yeah. um, I was a bit more accepted there, so I took up singing. And, and then when I started uni, I um, got offered some paid gigs um, down in Apollo Bay on a Saturday night. Um, yeah. And I remember those times fondly. I, I couldn't believe it. They were offering 300 bucks for me to p- travel down and play for three hours and come on home. So as a, as a 19-year-old, that was a hell of a job. That's living the dream. It was. It really was. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a girlfriend at the time who um, she would come down with me quite often. Um, but she got quite sick of me listening to me play. Um, so she'd often just sleep in the oh. car, which was, yeah, it's really fond memories. Um, yeah. And then things just progressed while I was playing these, uh, these venues and um, couples would often come up to me and say, hey, would you like to play at our wedding? And then I discovered that, you know, 
no longer were you playing at these venues where you could be playing to nobody or, <laughs> you know, you're playing to just the bar flies. Suddenly yeah. you're in this environment where you've got a hundred people, they're in, the, in their best dress, they're yeah. having a couple of drinks and having a great time. Um, and so from there, I just fell in love with it. It's a, it's a great community. There's happy couples. It's a, yeah, it's a really enjoyable job. Cool. It's really interesting. So I started out just doing the sort of the bar gig thing and then got into weddings. So has this now, like roughly how many weddings do you do per year? So I think the past couple of years I've hit my magic number. Um, and I think a lot of vendors sort of have their own magic number. Mine's about sure. 40. Um, yeah. So that, that keeps me happy. Um, and you don't suffer from any burnout. There is a, yeah. a couple of years ago, I was doing a couple more than that. Um, but I found that that sweet spot where I still get to enjoy my weekend somewhat. Yeah. Um, but also um, having a sustainable business. Yeah. I think that's really important. Uh, particularly when you're doing another job on top of this as well, you've got to find that sweet spot and that number for you that works that you actually enjoy what you're doing and that you, you don't get burnt out. So. Yeah. And I think if you're happy, you actually do a really a much better job. I find the happier I am, the more I'm enjoying it and yep. the more the couples and yeah, the audience are enjoying it too. Have you found that sweet spot? Where are you at, Pete? Uh, that sweet spot. So I've last year was the, I think I did 83 weddings and that was the most Ooh. I'd done in a year. In uh, demand. I didn't, well, trying. Uh, I didn't feel like it was too much. I wonder if, like, I don't know how many more you can squeeze like you can do more uh but it's probably for me wanting to do uh maybe around that or maybe even just a, a bit under just to make sure yeah. that the quality because it's got to be like the you have to make sure you bring quality to each and every one it can't be like i'll be really good for this and not that great for this and you know for, i i enjoy emceeing but I won't take on too many MC gigs because if I do, you know, a wedding and then MC and I've got another wedding the day after and I'm wrecked, like what am I drawing upon to make sure that my energy is at that same level for that next wedding? So yeah, hundred percent. I'm still finding that number for myself. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. It's a process. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. So tell me about how couples find you like are you with a few with like an easy wedding sort of thing or, or how do people find you or are they still finding you at different gigs or yeah um the gigs uh, the public gigs have really slowed down i think i've given myself some time just to to have the night off off if i'm not playing a wedding so yeah. there's two ways that people find me it's um it's usually a recommendation from a friend or a photographer or even a celebrant um that's the number one way um, I'm sure you collect your own data as well, but I find that word of mouth has just been huge for me, which I'm quite proud of. It means I'm doing a somewhat decent job. Yeah. Um, and then when they jump on the website, they just see a young bloke with a guitar on the beach and um, it's, just, it's the brand. They've got um, someone that's hopefully similar to themselves or after a more casual style wedding um, mm. and they just want someone that can, can do both, I think, can do both the acoustic um, yeah. serenade you throughout the day and look after all your you know your powder finger and Coldplay songs and a bit of Chris Isaac and then work your way into a you know your R&B dance floor 
you know, dance floor bangers, the bogan bangers that'll, that'll take you through <laughs> to 11 o'clock, as I call them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. So it's people that just want that mix of the live and, and the DJ. Oh, so you, you do DJing as well? Yeah, yeah. So I, when I started out, I just um, was doing the ceremonies and that suits the acoustic music. Um, yeah. And there are a couple of musicians that will get through the entire night just by banging on the guitar and singing their loudest. Um, but I switch over to DJ from nine o'clock and just get the party going because I find that once you've had a couple of drinks under your belt, you really want to get the thump of the, of the DJ yeah. music and get up and dance to your favourite tunes. Yeah, I actually thought you were mainly on like a, an acoustic, but you're, geez, you just do everything. Jeez. Yeah, I do the, yeah, that's my main, main uh, sort of gig, but okay. um, it's just an extra feather to your cap or True. You know, string to your bow. Yep, yep, I hear you. What style would you say? Like, are you, like, what's your, what are you best at? What, what type of music? Um, in a couple of words, I'd say I do triple J covers. Um, yep. So I'm along the lines of, Ziggy Alberts and Carl Leinhardt and those sort of um, artists. They're the people I listen to. So that's, you know, the music that I love. I love to play uh, yeah. live. Um, and then I suppose a lot of my influence comes from what my parents used to listen to as I grew up. So that's a bit of Chris Isaac and Radiohead. And, well, my old man loves Black Sabbath as well, but that doesn't yep. sneak out too much. Sure. <laughs> Keep that one tucked away. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But I imagine as a musician, you, you play everything like you've your repertoire is you've got heaps of stuff in the bag to pull out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've always got your favorites, but then mm. you know, there's songs that sneak in like at the moment you'll play a bit of dance monkey, but who knows where, where that'll be in a year or two's time. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then often couples will ask me to, to learn a song or two for them as well, which I'm happy to do as long as it's not something outrageous. Yeah. Take us through the process. So a couple find you, say a celebrant recommends you or a venue recommends you, uh, you then normally meet up and, or, or do you? Uh, sometimes. Uh, when I'm playing a public gig um, or at a venue, I often invite my couples along to that. And that's great for, for the venue as well as myself to yeah. sit down and have a wine between sets. So when I play in public, we usually do three 45-minute sets. Um, and that gives me 20 minutes in between um, playing songs to sit down, have a, have a drink or even a meal with a couple. Yeah. Um, and then they'll, they'll jump on the website to fill out exactly what they want. So it could, might just be the ceremony or it might be just the reception or it could be the entire day. Um, so sometimes it could be from 2 p.m. through to 12 a.m. at night and, and through to midnight. So there's a bit of an offer there. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So you meet with them and once they say yes. Yeah. So once they say yes, we'll, um, I'll send them through a run sheet they can fill out. Um, that just helps guide their song choices, what they might like to do. Sure. Um, and it, it guides them to sort of how I think the, the night should run from a music perspective. Um, generally I'll take them all the way through to their first dance, yep. which is around nine, nine thirty for your typical Australian wedding. Yep. Um, and that's usually acoustic and you've got everybody up and about. Um, and then it's, yeah, you switch into that DJ mode. You've got a banger ready to go and away, away goes the night. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. One thing I, I, I want couples to really be able to grasp, particularly couples who, you know, it's their first time freshly engaged, they're organizing everything. You just don't know what you don't know. Um, but for mm. those of us in the industry, we see so many different things 
that sometimes you might see the same, I don't want to say mistake, but you say you see the same decision being made over and over and you think mm-hmm. if they just did it this way, it would just take the stress from them or it would just look better or it would sound better. What do you wish a couple would know? Yeah, so the main thing that I think some couples do wrong is they go for the, uh, the multi-venue wedding. You know, they'll have it somewhere early, maybe lunchtime at a mm. beach or, or a different venue at a church. And then there'll be this awkward four or five hour gap before you head back to the reception. Um, yeah. And I think as a guest, it makes it a really long day. So by the time you actually do start to sit down and mingle and have a drink with your family and friends again, I think just that multi-venue and the early reception, oh, sorry, early ceremony is yeah. not the best choice. Sure. Yeah, no, I hear you. And I think before, I guess, becoming into the wedding, going into the wedding industry, getting wedding invites, you'd see that's like that, that, like you said, that midday ceremony. And then you see like, you know, four to five hours later, you've got the reception. You're like, that's the whole day. What are we doing? Yeah. Like (laughs) that's just gone. It's like, and that's fine. You know, you know, particularly if you love, you know, you love them, you want to go, which is hopefully that's why people come to your wedding. Uh, Yeah. But that's, it's a big day. And I think actually like four hours of photos together. Yeah, that's a lot of photos to get. That's a um, lot of photos. It, it, two memories come to mind. So one is for photos. Uh, when Briggsy was talking about what he does with couples, he was saying that he really needs that, that 20 minutes uh, with the sun going down to just get some killer photos. He's like, as long as I've got that 20 minutes, I can take some awesome shots. He's like, I'll get stuff, great stuff throughout the day, but those 20 minutes are just going to be the perfect lighting. Uh, and then Anthea mentioned in hers, when we were talking about wedding venues, do you know Anthea from the farm Yarra Valley? Oh, I love the farm. Yes. Yep. yep the farm. Of Anthea so as well. you, yep. yep. So one thing that she said was, you know, it's her recommendation was to couples to finish a little bit earlier, uh, rather than trying to stretch it out until that, you know, 12 o'clock, you know, it's, people are getting tired. Like it's a big day in itself. Even if you have the ceremony start at three or four and then maybe like an hour of canapes and then go into reception, that in itself is still a long time, particularly for those who are a little bit older. And uh, it's like some, some of your friends, they'll be there the whole night, no matter what, like you've pulled yeah. the booze, they're not going anywhere. The bangers are playing. They're there. They're yeah. there. Um, I'm there. <laughs> Cal's there. He's having fun. <laughs> Girlfriend sleeping in the trunk, but she's fine. You know, yeah. sure, she's just enjoying it. But one thing she was saying is keep it a bit shorter. And one thing I've noticed when emceeing is around that, it's normally after the cake or after speeches, you'll normally get one or two drop off. Not maybe like parents with babysitter have got to go. But by that sort of 10, 1030, there's almost a steady line of people slowly going up to the couple to say their farewell rather than staying the whole night. And I kind of got that. I was like, yeah, it would make sense if you do, if you start the day a bit earlier and you end a little bit earlier, uh, you'll actually have everyone there for the entire thing rather than spend the last hour instead of dancing, you'll spend it saying goodbye to those like, I'm so sorry, we've got to go. And that's, that might not be true for every wedding. Some people might stay there to the very end and you know, some weddings in some countries go for like six days. Uh, <laughs> But not ours, <laughs> not, not, not ours. <laughs> <Like> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, cool. Okay. So what, any other, I guess, top tips, maybe specifically with music. So, you know, when it comes to ceremony music, uh, what are your thoughts? What are your recommendations? Are there some songs that you just say, that's a bad choice or, or that you might recommend this one over the other, if they give you some options and are there any reasons for that? Yeah. Um, with choosing a song to walk down the aisle to, I'd say go for a classic or go for some song that means a lot to you. Mm. Don't just go for the, you know, the most recent Ed Sheeran song um, sure. because that's going to age a lot quicker. Sure. Um, and then I've had couples that have requested, or just one that just came to mind when you were talking about what songs not to play. I remember a couple that asked me to play Daryl Braithwaite's Horses while they finished their ceremony and rode off into the sunset on horses along a beach. Um, and that was a, that was a wedding that I was unavailable for, unfortunately. Oh. Um, and pass that one on to, to someone else, but good luck to them. Um, but in choosing a song, it just has to be something that's special to you. Um, and the other tip that I would have in terms of music is for your first dance, don't be too concerned about getting the exact right dance moves. I think yeah. as long as you're, staring into your partner's eyes, holding them, swaying a bit to the beat. That's, that's a lot more um, honest and genuine than mm. trying to remember, hang on, does my left foot need to do two steps back in now? Sure. Or, you know, the couples that never danced before and they're off getting dance lessons, don't stress too much about it. If you're having fun yeah. and you know, looking into your partner's eyes, it's going to be great. Yeah, true. And even if, if someone gets a dance move wrong or puts their leg left instead of right, and you have a laugh about it. I think people will feel more involved. Like it's something yeah. to have for everyone to go, Oh, you didn't get it right. But like, damn, they're doing awesome. Like they're giving it a go. Um, yeah. Good on them. Cause it can be quite an intimidating experience. I think for people that have, oh. you know, not done that before to be up in front of everybody that, that you know and love and friends with to be dancing in front of them for the first time. It's a, it's a big moment. Yeah, for sure. We, Grace and I did the, uh, I don't know what you call it. I feel like calling it the poor man shuffle, but we didn't attempt to do any sort of choreographed dance. It was literally just, just doing that little sway back and forth. And I don't know how everyone else felt about it. I thought it was awesome. I had heaps of fun. Yeah, uh, nice. Yeah. And that actually, that, for me, that was really nice not to have to stress about doing a, a big dance number, not a dancer in the slightest, which probably my mom's a ballet dancer or she teaches ballet. So probably she doesn't want to hear that. But I'm definitely not a dancer at heart. I didn't didn't get that gene from her. That does surprise me. I did think you would be a dancer. Well, I I, I talk a big show, you know, <laughs> dancing. Uh, but no, but no. So no, it's all about getting to that 90 second to the two minute mark and then getting your friends and family in or, you know, your wedding party. And just, yeah, get yeah. through and survive that bit and then get everybody involved. Yeah. One thing I'm interested to hear your thoughts on in terms of live music for from just thinking just for the ceremony, just for that walking down live music opposed to uh, someone playing a song, you know, from a phone. Yeah. I think there's nothing better than live music. Um, I might be a bit biased as a musician and particularly a supplier, but um, just having something that's you know, unique, um, mm. you know, that, that performance has only been, done once like this is not yeah. going to be you know if you put on a bit of well let's go back to Ed Sheeran you know everyone's heard it before yeah. this is a special moment and this is bespoke and this is your 
it's you know it's almost a chance to brand yourself as a couple isn't it this is yeah. this is who you are and this is what you enjoy and you've got something bespoke and unique in your hands yeah you really don't like it Sharon, do you you've really got a vibe against it <laughs> <laughs> no he's getting a bad rap i shouldn't i shouldn't be too cruel on him. He's got some catchy songs <laughs> no i get it we um, all we all love Sharon. we've just heard him a lot yeah we do. Um, and it's just one of those things that he's, he writes songs for weddings and that's um, a bit of a cliche, but cliches are true for a reason. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Uh, from one thing I've realized uh, when doing ceremonies, there is a difference between, uh, for what I, I say this, and it's pretty much the same line for musos and for, uh, for friends just pressing play on a phone is I'm going to do the intro and I'm going to finish on the words, let's begin. And that's my realizing the cue between someone on a phone pressing play and someone there live playing, even in that split second, there's a difference because someone pressing play, they might be ready they might hit play and the song might have a gap. And there's just like this mm. pause of just nothing silence and that pause can sound you know go for a long time and yeah, opposed yeah, to yeah. some you know like yourself i just you know look at the live musician like as soon as i look at you you know we're on good to and go like, you've got your hands ready yep. and the chords ready and yep. it's the same thing as as you fade out you, you know the walk might take two minutes or it might yeah. take 90 you know 90 seconds or one minute but as a musician you can learn to fade out or repeat the chorus if you need to and yeah, usually time it just right and you yeah. give them a little bit of time down the end of the aisle to to, to settle into what's about to, to occur in that special moment. Yeah. And I think that we all like to think that the walking down the island, probably 90% of the time, it is flawless, perfect, nothing ever happens. Sometimes, you know, there, there, there are kids, maybe the couple's got a kid and the kid wants to like run out and get involved or the kid, you know, we've all seen that they get to the aisle and they just, they just freak and they don't move and they yeah. just stop. And it's almost like if you've timed everything to the T, not everyone's going to make it down there in time. But like no. I said, a live music can just, we can keep this going all day. Yeah. Um, we, that's exactly right. We got the longest aisle walk in history. We yeah. can do it. <laughs> we can do With this. this loop. <laughs> we got an endless amount of choruses to sing. Is there any anything else you'd like to say in terms of, I guess, for couples helping them pick, uh, maybe picking songs, uh, deciding between uh, the maybe not just the music, but also between a musician or choosing between having their friend just press play. Yeah, any top yeah, tips, so top thoughts? Oh, top tip is there's nothing that beats live music. I think that just is the perfect sort of atmosphere yeah. for, for weddings in particular, but any event is, is better with live music. Um, in terms of planning a wedding, I'm not married myself, so I can't imagine how difficult the process is for, for couples, but I think just pick your try based on your vibe so mm. if you're going to be spending your entire day with your celebrant and photographer musicians videographers whatever just pick the people that you think you're going to have a good time with and you'll know if they're good at their craft i think the number one thing is pick yeah. some people that match your personality and there's there's some people out there in the wedding industry are just absolute gem human beings um we've only done one wedding together pete you and myself but it was a magic i know we moment. had a lot of fun we did. We, we we connected straight away. <laughs> yeah, we did. Well, we we first met. Was it uh, Jess and Ben's down at uh, 
I'm thinking the bathhouse, wasn't it? It was a bathhouse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we just had, I just missed the Christmas party that the celebrants had uh, all been to. And you were there. So we were just starting going, oh, you know this person? Oh, yeah, you know this? Oh, yeah. Realized we, we know everyone, like the same people. Uh, but it was great. Uh, that was, it was really party. nice. And that, and that party was um, really based around community. And I think that's what the, yeah. the wedding community is. It's not just everyone out for themselves. I think everyone comes together and, and, and what a, what a job that we actually get to go out and yeah. we hang out with some people that are really driven and motivated and lovely. And you'll be sitting yeah. down having a drink and, and a meal with them. And you'll be thinking, what a job. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, this is partly why I do like I've started this podcast. Like I want to help couples and I want to help their planning. But I don't get to see anyone in this wedding industry anymore. It's like normally you see the same people here, same people there, at least once or twice out of the year. And I'm just like, I'm not going to see anyone. So yeah. this has been a great oh, way to sad. catch up. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and there are those people that you end up, because your vibe is similar, um, you do, you know, myself, I do more casual weddings mm. um, in and out of the surf coast and also out in the Yarra Valley. So I'll see Briggsy quite a bit. I know he's been on your podcast and did yeah. a great job of it. So Briggs and I'll see each other maybe six or seven times throughout a season. Yeah. yeah. We've got our little traditions and, and <laughs> what's that? I'm curious now. <laughs> the tradition is that he'll usually steal my guitar for a song and, and um, yeah, it just becomes the Briggsy show just for a couple of minutes. And then sure. he goes off and yeah, he does his thing on the camera again. Um, yeah. But yeah, the top tip is just get some good people that, that match your vibe, I think. Um, and mm. there's incredible people doing some wonderful work. And, and um, yeah, yourself is amongst them. And, and just, yeah, I listen to celebrants. They've seen it all before. Cool. Awesome. Cal, thank you so much for uh, coming on. It's, it's good to see you. I'm glad you're doing well uh, during this time. And, man, I can't wait to do another wedding with you. I know. I'm looking forward to it. Who knows when that will be? Thank you so much for having me on. Um, yeah, no. bring it on. And 2022, 2021, who knows? Come on. Uh, I guess let's finish on. How do people find you? Ah, uh, yes. So it's Cal Young Music on Instagram um, and the same for the website.com um, or just Google it. You know, Google will get you there. Um, I'll put, I'll put those notes of the episode as well. That'd be great. That'd be great. Cool. Thanks, Pete. Cool. Thanks, Cal. And thank you so much for listening, everyone. I hope you're having a great day, night, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Thank you for joining us and we will see you next episode. Bye. Cause, cause, cause.